Today's episode is being sponsored by Jurizen Education Consulting, China. Jurizen is committed to providing professional consulting services to support school curriculum development, online education, as well as teacher training and development. Jurizen promotes international exchanges, competition and conference organization, AI and VR lab design, modification and construction, as well as supporting metaverse conference operations. The goal is to inspire China's teachers and students, improve the quality of tourism and hospitality talents, and enhance education to meet the growing needs of the industry. Contact Joy Dong, the founder of Jurizen Education Consulting, at joy.dong at jurizen.cn. Fifty Shades of Hospitality, and today we're with Annie Boslem from Scotland. Annie is a hospitality recruitment consultant. Annie, hello and welcome. Absolutely, my pleasure, and thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah, I worked for twenty odd years in luxury hotels in most countries in the UK and America, Middle East, Southeast Asia, um, and then. I wanted to return to the Middle East at the end of the nineties to stay in hotels, but I'd sort of reached that glass ceiling that ladies in those days used to reach、mm. in the industry. I think it's maybe it's well cracked and broken in a lot of places, but it still does. <laughs> it's got fragments occasionally.、Um, so I set up my own recruitment business in the Middle East, recruiting senior managers for luxury hotels worldwide. So it meant that I was still in the business that I was passionate about, and and. Able to move forward and make a career in based、mm-hmm. in the Middle East initially. Yeah, great. Now,、um, why did you choose the hotel industry? What was your interest in getting into this very exciting and very interesting industry? It was by chance, actually. I worked with. I trained as a.、Uh, my dad used to say I trained as a call girl. I was actually an international operator on the telephone <laughs> exchange. That was my dad's sense of humour, and、uh, one of the girls I worked with, her boyfriend was a trainee in a hotel in London. So we were invited down to a party. I met his boss, who said, "You'd be great in hotels. Do you want a job?" And I was like, "In London, yes." So I said yes. Went home. My mum and dad said, "You're not going to that big bad city." So that made me even more keen to get going. So off I trotted with my little bag in hand and went off down to London. Which、uh, I spent seventeen years in and loved every minute of it. I love the industry. It just—I—I always say it's not really a job; it's a way of life. It gets into your bloodstream. It becomes something. I can't go anywhere in the world without sticking my nose in a hotel and looking behind the reception desk to see what system they're using, or you know, things like that. It's just—it's—it's—I breathe it, love it, and I just feel that those of us that have been lucky enough. To get a job like this in an industry that we're passionate about, I just believe that we should be paying it forward and raising that passion in other people because I, I just think it's a wonderful industry for anybody to be in, and also great opportunities for travel and for learning about different cultures and、uh, meeting people from around the world and phenomenal. I mean, I, I did all sorts of. I worked with、uh, intercontinental hotels for quite a long time, and my. Direct boss was the area front office manager, and my GM was the area GM for、uh, Europe, 
and further afield. So I got sent off to do all sorts of projects. I set up the guest relations department at the Mark Hopkins in San Francisco. I ah, set up the computer system, which still to this day amazes me because I'm seriously technophobe. But I set up the, com- <laughs> the computer system for front office at the Intercontinental in Jerusalem. So all sorts of amazing things. And I think particularly as we touched on before, in those days for women to make a career wasn't easy. We were slotted mm-hmm. into this is this is mm-hmm. a girl's job, you know, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. hotels were good. They were the first ones to open the doors for that. You could do things that you couldn't do in any other industry mm. or any other career path. And I always say to anybody that wanted to do it, go and do it. So many opportunities. Yeah. So one of the topics that we've been asking people about is COVID and how you think it changed the hotel, tourism, restaurant businesses, uh, you know, it seems that uh, it really was quite a revolution for a lot of different places. And it was not always very positive for a lot of places. The COVID obviously shut down a lot of businesses. A lot of them have not been able to come back. Can you just give us a little bit of yeah, what you I, think about this situation and the aftermath? Yeah, I, I wish I had a magic wand and could... Uh wave it all away. I think we all probably do. But then Mm -hmm. every cloud's got a silver lining. So I'm sure we've all learned a lot from it as well. But, you know, the world's constantly changing. And and I think the issues and events that we've had to deal with recently have just been mainly, as you say, negative. And the hospitality has certainly been hit very heavily by it. Uh, And when you think about that, the youth of today, they've just been through experiences that have totally changed their outlook on mm-hmm. life and on the work life and on the balance mm-hmm. between life and work life. You know, they now expect and demand a much healthier work and life balance. And of course, they're absolutely right. We should have mm-hmm. all been doing it years ago, <laughs> but mm-hmm. we weren't. Um, so we just need to ensure that we're ready to face the challenge. There's no question that it's changed. It's not, it's not going to go back to how it was. Life is cyclical. It changes all the time. And we just have to make sure that we move with it. And I think it's something we're beginning to realise. I don't always think in hospitality we've been good at realising where we've needed to change paths. We can be a mm-hmm. little bit sort of dogmatic with things. But uh, this time we don't have any choice. We've got to make our industry an attractive one for this generation. They are very, they've got different needs and requirements. We just need to adapt and, and never lose sight of the fact that we need to adapt. Yeah, and be more flexible, absolutely. I think that the young people today, they, they want a certain amount of flexibility. That's not always easy uh, in the workplace to find that work-life balance and to find that flexibility. Yeah. So tell me, what are the, some of the key issues and changes that you would like to touch on today and discuss and... Give us your experience. and Well, I, I work in, in recruitment now. I mean, I started in hotels, which was predominantly on the rooms division side of things, sales side of things. But I've now uh, been working in recruitment for many years. So recruitment and retention are always something that's at the front of my mind. I always say I recruit like a hotelier and not like a recruitment person because it's very different. I won't send somebody if I don't think it's the right fit for them and it's the right fit for the hotel. Right. I, I just think it's about finding square pegs for square holes and round pegs for round holes. And mm-hmm. I, those holes have now changed. So we, we've got to adapt them to the pegs this time round. I think it's critical for not just our industry, but for every industry that we've got a strong and effective 
influx of young people. We need to equip them so that they can thrive and succeed. We need to empower them. We need them to feel that they're making a difference. We just need to realise the impact that's been caused with everything that's gone on and how it's changed the work and the social environment. Mentoring, training, it all takes on a new face now. There's no such thing as one size fits all, which is what we mm-hmm. used to do in the past. I think mm-hmm. we've got to really, we've got to constantly assess, reassess and, and deliver so that we can help them to be better equipped, to enjoy the wonderful opportunities that there are in hospitality. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those of us that are training and mentoring, we need to identify and understand how we're able to offer them the support they need. They, they, they've got different needs than we had when we were in the business. And we need to ascertain this. We need to talk to them. We need to find out what it is they need mm-hmm. uh, and help them to get it. I just think we can do that without destroying what it's taken years to build in hotels. I don't think we need to knock it down and rebuild it again. I think we just need to adjust it. As I keep saying, it's one of the most amazing careers that anyone can undertake. I really believe that. It offers mm-hmm. us so much. We just need to get that message. We can need to get that passion into them. We need to instill mm-hmm. that curiosity and that love and passion that they want to investigate it a little bit further and and look into it. There's so many ways you can go in it, and we need to give them confidence. A lot of them have lost their confidence. They've spent two years wrapped away in a little world where they they're not meeting people. They don't have the same social skills. Their confidence has been chipped away. That's right. We need to hug them. We need to hold them close. We mm-hmm. need to get that that confidence back into them. And, I mean, mental health issues are something that I mm. suppose have always been there, but we never, we, they, were, they were sort of under the carpet. We've lifted that carpet away now. We've blown all the rubbish that's under the carpet into the air, and we need to get that to settle. We need to know how to contain it, how to work with it. We need to know. We can't put our heads in the sand anymore. We've got to really change the way we handle things. We've got to build a family for them, make them feel secure, cared for. The sort of things that in our industry we have done for years for our guests. This is what we've always said to everybody. Make your guests feel at home. Recognition Mm -hmm. is the key thing. Warmth, come across with warmth and what you're saying to them. We never thought that that was what we had to do with our staff. And we always should have been doing it. Mm -hmm. And now we have to do it. Because if we Mm -hmm. don't, we're not going to move forward. And that's what we've got to do. We're going to treat them as well as we treat our guests, if not better. Well, and yeah, one of the things that we've uh, touched upon is how it can be a stressful industry for some young people, especially with guests who are not always kind and polite. There's also that that's changed, I think, in the hospitality industry is, you know, people working in the hospitality industry often have to face very unpleasant uh, situations and rude guests. And I think this has changed as well. Do you agree? Oh, absolutely. I, I think everybody's, you know, this whole thing we had through the COVID situation and the lockdown was that the, the slogan that everybody was throwing around was be kind, be kind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And nobody's very kind anymore. We seem to have gone the other way. Mm-hmm. But I'm also a great believer that you get back from life what you put into life. Mm-hmm. So I always think if you're nice to the guest, most of the time they will be nice back to you. Mm-hmm. If you're warm with them, most of the time they will be warm back with you. And on the occasions when they're not, the fact that you're being kind and nice and warm, you're already on a much higher pedestal than they are. Mm-hmm. So you're winning already. <laughs> what yeah. a great, yeah, great, great advice. So 
where are you going to find and to source these young new recruits? You know, what kind of people are you looking for? Where are they coming from? What kind of backgrounds do they have? What kind of education and training? It's sort of the million dollar question. And I could probably have a million dollars in my pocket now if I knew the answer to it. (laughs) Um, I don't think there is, again, one size that fits all. I don't think there is one answer. I think there's a feast of options. I think there was something actually that I just saw in uh, social media recently, and it was Glen Eagles Hotel, which is one of the luxury properties in Scotland, mm-hmm. uh, went into a local school up in Octorada uh, with 13-year-olds, and they talked to 13-year-olds about opportunities and careers in hospitality. And I think that's the sort of thing we need to be doing more. We mm. do a lot of going into graduates, going into hotel schools. These guys already know what they want to do. They've already, mm-hmm. most of them. There might be a few we could sway, but we need mm-hmm. to get them younger. Mm-hmm. That's what we need to do. We need to get to them as young as we possibly can. You know, your chef getting youngsters from the local community to come in and have a cooking day in the kitchen to see what it's like cooking. We need to get the housekeeping department to get them in and, you know, come and have a day with us in the housekeeping. I th- I'm a great believer that I think we really need to go back to apprenticeships as well. Mm-hmm. I think that apprenticeships were something that we did years ago in the industry, and I think they're beneficial to everyone. You get a chance to try all the different departments. You then get to see where you're happiest. And the management can look at the people that are in there and say, wow, now he's really good at that or she's really good Mm -hmm. at that. But I I didn't see that one coming. And Mm -hmm. I think that's another thing as well. We need to be more flexible about who we meet and who we recruit. The old days where you could put an advert in the paper because you were looking for a receptionist at the Ritz in Paris and you would get, at least 20 fabulous people and you picked and choose who you wanted, those days have gone and we need to mm-hmm. realise they've gone. So mm-hmm. we need to have an open mind about it. I was talking to somebody at um, one of the luxury properties in London who just did a recruitment drive for receptionists and took on two people. And one of them, her background was a server in McDonald's fast food. She said to me, she's brilliant. She's absolutely brilliant. And she said, I can tell you in the old days, had a CV come through with somebody's experience was working in McDonald's, it would it would have gone, as we called it, the head office file, the shredder. It wouldn't have even got to anybody. Nobody would have seen yeah. it. Mm-hmm. So that's where we need to start to say, I worked for a company once and their recruitment um, logo or slogan, whatever you call it, strap line was, hire for attitude, train for skills. Mm-hmm. And that's absolutely we need to all be living and breathing that now because it's what it's all about. So what kind of talent are hotels looking for now? I think that's where most hotels need to really work on their own company culture mm-hmm. and need to think about what it is and what they want. And they need to have a defined company culture. And so many places don't have that. They just sort of muck along. And I, and, and I think they all need to sit down and, and say, this is what we want. These are the people that we want. We want people that are, are different, that are uh, young and funky, or they might say, you know, with our brand that we've got, it would be lovely for us to go and bring people out of retirement. That's maybe something that suits into to our brand better, our, our recruitment. I just think mm-hmm. we need to be more open-minded about what we're looking for. And I think we have to take into account what they're looking for and, and adapt ourselves to that. Because for these, the, these youngsters coming into work, the workforce now, 
I say youngsters, a lot of them are not necessarily, but, you know, for anybody no. new coming into the workforce mm-hmm. now, um, luxury just doesn't have the pull that it used to have. Like I said, you can't rely on being the Ritz mm-hmm. in Paris or the Dorchester in London or that, you know, you can't rely on being that and that being enough to get you people because it isn't, because luxury doesn't have that pull for them like it used to have. They The, the things that are interesting for them now that they are, looking into are things like gender equality, diversity, ethics. All these things need to be part of your culture in order to attract them. They all are, as you touched on earlier, Crystal, they all want to have uh, a more flexible working environment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They want to, and it's not necessarily about better hours and more money, although Mm -hmm. that normally is the crux of everybody for every generation for as long as you know, but Mm -hmm. it's more about having flexibility within that. It's more about what benefits and perks can they have. You know, if you've got a reward system for your your people, make it a very obvious one and make sure that what you promise them that that reward system is going to be, that it actually happens Mm -hmm. and that they get it. Not just a bunch of empty promises. Exactly, which there is a lot of, and a lot of companies are doing mm-hmm. things. I mean, don't forget, this generation now will work brought up with technology. They right. work on technology like, you know, we. I mean, things that we. I've got no idea. My television doesn't work. I I hand it to my eight year old nephew and say to him, <laughs> "Work the, get the television to work for me, will you?" And he can do it in three seconds, you know. And I'm like, amazing. They they are brought up with it. It's it's their oxygen. It's what they do. So a lot of companies have been very clever and put together sort of um, apps for their their employees and apps that have got benefit systems within them so they can go and say, okay, this month I've got myself three vouchers for coffee at, at you know one of the coffee shops because uh, fast food coffees because I've done something good and my supervisor's given me a reward in the app and you know things like that. They need to be transparent mm-hmm. um and just you know, stupid things like they need to make sure they get their meal breaks you know this is something mm-hmm. that we're quite bad at we just sort of work them solidly and, and it's difficult because I've been there at the coalface it's difficult you've got 12 people at the reception desk waiting to check in you can't just say oh off you go for your, your coffee break so it is difficult to juggle and to make it work, but we have to make it work. Mm-hmm. They're not prepared to work the the, and neither should they, are prepared to work the sixteen hour days that we used to work without a day off for twenty days. And you're lucky if you get something to eat, and it's a leftover club sandwich from room service, which you're trying to eat in between checking people in and out in the back office. You know, it's like those days are just they rightly so they won't put up with it. They don't want to be treated like robots or machines. No. We need to stop treating them like we treat the guests. We need to give them a level priority because the guests are not going to be happy if the team are not happy. So, you know, the whole thing, you know, they say, you know, fish rots from the head down. So we need to get it working Mm -hmm. the right way up. We need to get all of that going. Um, Give them a good staff restaurant, for goodness sake. Things like Mm -hmm. that are really important to them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just make it open to what, what they're going to have. We need to have a positive workforce culture. We just need to be kind. We all need to be kind to each other. It works both ways, like we were saying with the guests as well. Mm -hmm. But we need to be kind to the people we're working with, we're working for, that are working for us. And it's not always easy to change uh, some of these old habits, some of these old cultures, you know, in the kitchen. It's kind of uh, military style often. There's a lot of stress and people yelling. And and it's true that today... um, 
I don't think we can keep using the same paradigms if we want to attract uh, new recruits. And, you know, I think that this is a real challenge is changing that culture. Yeah. And, and, and that is the biggest the biggest challenge that we've got, really, is changing that that workplace culture that we've got and, and identifying what our culture is. Because not every brand's going to have the same culture. Even within companies, they've got, you know, five or six different brands that have all got different mm-hmm. workforce cultures. Mm-hmm. Um, so that needs to be identified. They need to, to start off knowing what their aim is. You know, they need to have frequent and balanced feedback from people, not just a case of, oh, well, I was supposed to do their work appraisal today, but we've been too busy, so I'll do it in six months' time. No, <laughs> that, that's not going to work. doesn't wash. They need to have frequent balanced feedback, coaching, mentoring, teamwork opportunities. A lot of these guys will never have worked in a team before. Mm-hmm. Their idea of a team meeting is a Zoom call. Mm-hmm. So for them, you know, to understand what teamwork's all about, to get that fabulous feeling that comes from teamwork, mm-hmm. there is nothing nicer than working with a team of people that all get on, that are all pulling in the same right. direction, it's a great buzz, and they, mm-hmm. they will never have experienced that yet. So that's something that we've got to, you know, we need to get forward to them. And job security, obviously, is a huge thing these days as well. And respect. Respect is bottom line where it starts. So tell me, how important is the company culture with regards to recruitment? Imperative. If you don't have that, you don't have that. Should your blank? That should your sheet that you build on. It's absolutely imperative to have that, and all new team members need to know where it is. I mean, I'm still horrified at the amount of people that work in teams and and don't know what their goals are or what they're meant to be achieving. They just go into work and work and come home, and and that's not going to motivate them. You need to get them as part of it. You need to build a family. Mm-hmm. It's it's um it, it's all just. Making sure that you're sending out the right message, being open, transparent, what working for our hotel, our brand means. And also you have to show them that from the recruitment stage. You'd have to have that to begin with. I mean, I I get horrified about recruitment sometimes, the things that people do, the, the stories I hear from somebody that, you know, they'll say, I've applied to 15 companies and I've had no feedback from anybody. And it, it's it's not. How you handle the recruitment just reflects your company and who they are mm-hmm. and what they're like. Mm-hmm. And and the other thing as well is induction process. I don't know, some places call it onboarding or whatever, but that initial first couple of weeks when you start the first day where they go through, this is where the canteen is, this is where your locker room is, this is the the security aspects, you know, all of those health and safety things. We're just not doing it right. And, and that's why you're getting so many people that are going in and out. Mm-hmm. They need to be felt, made to be feel special for, to begin with. Mm-hmm. That's the most important thing. Get them, hug them, make them feel special. And a lot of the time, the people that are doing the inductions and the onboarding are not the right people that are doing it. Mm-hmm. You need to have somebody that's going to give them passion from day one. Somebody mm-hmm. that's going to excite them. They're going to go. They're going to come away and say, oh, "My God, I did really good picking this job. This is great. I'm going to love mm-hmm. working with these guys." You know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what we're trying to achieve. And, and mm-hmm. look at the people that are doing those things for you. It's it's their first impression of the hotel is recruitment. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. look at who's recruiting and make sure they're representing you as they should be. Then look at who's doing the induction once you've got them on board. It's all about retention because, as we all know, you if they're in and out and it's a revolving door, it's costing you time, money, 
all sorts of things. It, it's just, and word of mouth is our biggest plus and our biggest negative. Mm-hmm. So if somebody's come and worked for you for two weeks and thought it was shocking, the recruitment from, you know, says, oh, I should have known from the recruitment process. It was took ages. It was badly handled. And mm-hmm. then when I arrived, oh, they were awful and da 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 they're going away and they're telling everybody that. Mm-hmm. So we just need to look at how we're doing that. That That's, you know, unhappy employees will leave. And it just gets into that whole cycle then, rehiring, retraining, and it impacts everyone. It impacts the bottom line, which is where it hurts these guys the most. Mm-hmm. And also the guest satisfaction, which ultimately comes back and affects the bottom line. So we just need to turn our balance upside down in a way, really, and start working from the bottom up now. And, you know, I'm hearing this from lots of young people today, that these kinds of issues are are everywhere. They're prevalent. And, you know, a lot of people are saying, you know, where human resources, they've lost the human side. (laughs) There's, there is, it's, it's all about, you know, the bottom line, as you said, it's short term vision, uh, and people don't feel, uh, they don't feel valued. They don't feel respected. Uh, restructurations happen with a snap of the finger. Uh, it, yeah, I can understand why young people today are probably having second thoughts about the way they work and how they want to work and where they want to work. Yeah. I mean, we're all very quick to sit there and say all these terrible words like they're snowflakes, they're millennials or whatever they want to call them. They don't know what a hard day's work is, la di la di la di la which is a great one you hear a lot. And what is the point of that? That's all mm-hmm. negative things that you're putting out there. Why mm-hmm. why do that? Let's why are we looking at negatives? Let's say, mm-hmm. okay, it's not working. What can mm-hmm. we do to make it work? Mm-hmm. And the companies that are getting it right, there's a big excitement about them. There's a lot of there are I mean I've I don't want to do down everybody because there's a lot of people that are doing fabulous things with recruitment, with induction, and not always the people that you you think are going to be the companies that do it, but there is a but they know the companies that are doing it. Mm-hmm. And they the word gets around very, very quickly. The companies that are fun to work for. Fun. What happened to fun? Mm-hmm. Do you know? I mean, we spend so it's the same as people that buy rubbish beds. We spend so much of our life sleeping and people will go and buy a cheap bed with a cheap mattress. Why? Go out and spend a lot of money on a good bed. Go and get yourself a great job because mm-hmm. they're the two most important things in your life, sleeping and, and working. They will take over your life, um, <laughs> a huge percentage of your life doing both of them. So never drink Prosecco when you can drink champagne. That's my <laughs> motto in life. So uh, sorry, Prosecco people, but, uh, you know, it's uh, – I just – I loved working and I you know we need to get back to that pick a job that you love and you'll never work a day in your life I think that is one of my favorite sayings and I think it's so true absolutely it really is that and the other one while we're on the champagne subject is (laughs) may the only pain in your life be champagne isn't that nice I like that one too that is a good one so in a nutshell what is your message for for us today okay Get your company culture right, a supportive and a nurturing one. No matter what the the other differences are, those have got to be in everybody's company culture. Ensure that the correct people are presenting that at recruitment, um, interview stage and onboarding. Get the onboarding, startup, induction, working slickly and all resources available for the people that are doing that. That's a really important job. Your first contact you know, it's like the doorman at the hotel or the receptionist at the hotel. They're your first contact. 
Mm-hmm. They mess it up, everything in your stay is going to be horrible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's that's really important. Make it fun. Make it exciting. Treat everyone with dignity and respect. We just spend such a large percentage of our life working. Let's get it right from the beginning. In the long run, it all makes sense. Emotionally, financially, the human side of it, it just makes sense. Um, that old adage of we just don't have time, it just doesn't wash anymore. We need to make time because this is the lifeblood of our business. And in mm-hmm. the long run, it will save us all time. It'll save us money. And we've got a duty to transfer our passion to them, mentor them, listen to their issues, understand that life has changed for everyone. And their ideas will guide us in so many directions and keep our industry relevant because mm-hmm. they're the young blood coming into the industry, but the same people are, are the guests coming in. So they will know what the guests of tomorrow mm-hmm. will want because they're the mm-hmm. staff of tomorrow. So they'll know and they'll understand it. They're all the, as I said before, the first generation that's been born with technology mm-hmm. and it's just second nature to them. So there's a whole load of stuff that we can learn from them. Mm-hmm. A whole load of stuff. We need to keep those doors open so that communication, which is key, should work both ways. A, a collaboration of talent swaps. You know, who mentors who in the long run? What's mm-hmm. it? What's that all about? Right. We've got things to impart, but we need to listen more as well. I think we're not good at listening. And yeah. guest satisfaction has always been the top goal in our industry. And staff satisfaction was always lower down the scale of importance. It won't be tolerated anymore and neither should it be. Um, it's time for us to get the balance right. And in the long run, we're all going to benefit from it. And we just need to treat others as we wish to be treated ourselves. Mm-hmm. Be kind, show respect mm-hmm. and have fun, people. For goodness sake, have fun. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. You've got so many great ideas and you've got this experience. And especially you have such a positive message. And I think that it's true that we need to hear more positive messages And we need to uh, recognize the good things that are happening in the industry and the companies that are trying to change and to uh, make it better, make it right, and to attract talent into this, as you said, very exciting industry. And uh, we hope that we can welcome you back for another time because someone with your experience, uh, you know, we have so much to learn. So thank you so much for joining us today. Absolutely my pleasure and thank you so much for inviting me. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I always love to talk about hotels. (laughs) Yeah, so do we. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, thank you. Today's episode is being sponsored by Jurizen Education Consulting, China. Jurizen is committed to providing professional consulting services to support school curriculum development, online education, as well as teacher training and development. Jurizen promotes international exchanges, competition and conference organization, AI and VR lab design, modification and construction, as well as supporting metaverse conference operations. The goal is to inspire China's teachers and students improve the quality of tourism and hospitality talents, and enhance education to meet the growing needs of the industry. Contact Joy Dong, the founder of Jurizen Education Consulting, at joy.dong at jurizen.cn.